thank you again for all you do, your prayers, your kindness, your encouragement. How many know encouragement is important in these days? There's uh, so many things the devil's trying to use just suck the life out of you. Amen. Thank God you come to the house of God and people are going to edify. That's what the Bible tells us. No matter what your gift is, no matter what you're, you're doing for God, excel unto the edification, to the edifying of the church. Be a blessing. Be a blessing. Hallelujah. And you'll get a blessing. John 12. If you have it, say amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for your presence. God, thank you for your touch already in this house, God. Lord, I pray your anointing. There is power in your truth, Lord. You said where the word of a king is, there is power. I pray today, Lord, that there would be power and anointing in your word. God, in the delivering of your message as well as the hearing. And Lord, that we would go from this house as doers of your word. Bless your word to our lives, God. Bind every power of the enemy in the name of Jesus. And God, just help me to stay out of your way. We love you so much. We ask it in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. John 12, verse 42. So sad. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers, also many believed on him. That's not sad, brother, but look. But because the Pharisees, they did not confess him. Lest... They should be put out of the synagogue for they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. God bless you. You can be seated. Oh, I pray God's word would help us today to be more of what Jesus wants us to be. But what I'm afraid we're up against in these days is sometimes being more like Jesus means we're going to be less like the religious establishment and what people kind of have put in their minds to expect what uh, it means to be a follower of Jesus. See, we see in the Word of God that even though they were religious, the Bible, we quote so often, talks about having a form of godliness. Amen? But denying the power thereof. There were these that they knew it was right. They knew what Jesus was saying was everything they needed, but they were so afraid of losing their reputation with those that would not follow Jesus. They're, they're putting value, more value, in what people's opinions were than what Almighty God desired for their lives. How sad it is. To not recognize what God has available to the people of God. The victory. Oh, I thank God for some of you. I want to say here briefly, and maybe we'll get back to this either today or another time. But you are such a, a, a the best witness that the kingdom of heaven can have when they see how great God is in you. So many times we want to say the right words. We want to, uh, don't want to mess up. Maybe, oh, did I say Peter and I meant Paul? Did I say, uh, Matthew and I meant Luke? Oh, I don't want to, and God's saying, just shine. Just shine. Just, just be free. Just have the power of God living in your lives and let people see what they need through you. See, I love, I love, 
that the gospel is for the broken, the hurting, the poor. The gospel is for those that are down and out. It's for those that are broken, for those that are failures, those that struggle, those that are weak. Amen. And I love that, that, that God comes to us, not because we're worthy, but we're so unworthy. He comes, as he said, as a physician to those that, that need one. He's not coming to the self-righteous that think they don't need anything. He told them in Revelation that you have, you're rich and increased with goods. You have needed nothing. You're, you're poor, miserable, blind, wretched. Amen? But can I tell you, he loves us when we're at our lowest. But the beautiful thing about the gospel that so many people just never really enter into is God will take you and put you back together. He'll take you and give you life and give you hope and give you power when you had nothing. And he'll do that in such a way that people will see your life and say, wait a minute, there's something supernatural going on here. There's something more than what I have. I've tried so many times I have to. But I keep on falling on my own face. And what is it? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's the power of his spirit living in me that makes a difference. Amen. Amen. How could you not? We need to show the world how valuable that is when they see real joy. When they see joy that surpasses your situation. That you don't just lose control when things get tough. Because that, that's just who you used to be. That's who everybody is. Everybody is happy when things are going their way. But when you can show somebody it's going to be all right. I'm, I'm still on a rock. Amen. I'm blessed. And God's going to work through this. I'm not giving up. Amen. They're going to see that in these last days when everything's falling apart. When the devil's fighting so much and we're seeing prophecy fulfilled, they're going to see a people that have got something more than the religious establishment even of today. Amen? So important that we recognize the value that's in having God say well done more than somebody accepting you into their crowd. Amen? Probably one of the worst things a Christian can be called, if you know anything about the Bible, is a Pharisee. Yes. Amen? Yes, uh, I, uh, but I want to look a little bit here today, and maybe for a few weeks, I don't know, at why that is and what that really means. When Jesus, see, when we see Jesus loving and serving and giving, Amen? We see him blessing and, and ministering and healing and helping and forgiving. But when we look at how he addresses the Pharisee, we're going to turn to some of it here today in Matthew 23. And you can turn to it a while if you'd like. He rebukes them. Says, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. You, verse 13 of Matthew 23 says, but woe unto you, scribes, Pharisees, these religiously, he called them hypocrites. What was it about the Pharisee? Say, well, I don't want to focus on Pharisees. Well, I'll tell you this, I don't either, but I don't want to, I don't want to have anything in my life that resembles a Pharisee. 
Because if Jesus loved sinners and loved the, the, the downcast and the, and the one that, that, that stumbled and, and those that even were, were possessed and, and sinful, but the Pharisee, he rebuked. Now I want to make sure I learn from what God is trying to show me in the word of God. Look at this. It says in verse 13, woe unto you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. You say one thing, but you're not what you say you are. For you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for ye neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. I know it's easy sometimes when you really maybe aren't familiar with the Bible very much, but I'll tell you from the very beginning and the whole way through, praise God, it was those that that wanted to to stand on their religious traditions, those that wanted to be self-righteous, that would not be taught, would not be led by the Spirit of God, who were the greatest hindrance to the gospel. Amen. See, you, you won't see even the devil giving too much problems to Jesus. Amen. He'd just say, Shut up and get out of her. Amen. I mean, you look at the Bible, spiritual warfare is a very real thing that we need to understand and we teach. But, hey, man, it's the gates of hell shall not prevail against a church. I mean, it's just some simple scriptures. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Amen. But I'll tell you, the people that followed Paul around, the people that followed Jesus around trying to pick apart and trying to destroy and not really seeing a bigger picture of what God's kingdom was trying to accomplish. Just was always. uh, Paul said, deliver me from pray that I be delivered from unreasonable men. Amen. So let me ask you this uh, to begin with. The Pharisees were a religious sect, kind of like an early denomination, if you will. They had a name about themselves that that uh, they were uh, set apart. They were people that that believed in a, a a standard of holiness, if you would. But but there was something there, and I'm going to say it's kind of multifaceted. There's more than just one reason we want to look at just one today. That Jesus said, "This isn't it. You're a hypocrite." <laughs> oh, I don't want to be a hypocrite. Amen. What do you think? Now, this is interesting. This is just kind of how the Lord challenged me when i opened up this scripture what do you think if just in your mind now how would you maybe envision a modern day pharisee all right what's he look like what does she look like amen i think a lot of times you know we kind of picture that starchy Stuffed shirt, somebody wants to use the term, you know, somebody that's trying to look like something, trying to look so righteous, but, but with a proud look, looking down their nose at, at something. And I believe all that. But I think that there may be a new generation of Pharisees that, that really maybe look different than what our mental picture of what a Pharisee looks like. Amen. Turn with me to Matthew 23. Matthew 23, verse 5. Say, brother, you told us to turn there like 10 minutes ago. I'm already there. (laughs) You give us about two seconds to find a scripture. Now you're going to give us half a minute to find something you already turned to. 
I know. That's why I need that prayer. Matthew 23, 5. But all their works they do for to be seen of men. Can I tell you today, I am not against any way that we can get the gospel out there. I'm not coming against anybody who's trying to, to, to spread the gospel. That's so important. But when we are more focused on our image yes. than the substance of the gospel, right. when we are more concerned with marketing the church yes. to build a bigger crowd than ministering to those that need help, that the Spirit of God wants to heal and to touch, amen. When we're worried about making people feel uncomfortable because the Holy Ghost shows up. Amen. When we're worried about making people feel a little put off because all of a sudden it's not just a regimented service that has uh, obvious beginning and end. But God's spirit can blow in the house and somebody can get help and somebody can get healed and somebody can have the chains broken. It's not always a pretty picture. It's not always what you maybe would consider Sunday morning church. But when God is moving, we need to let him move. We cannot be so concerned with, with, with just what, what everything looks like to, to impress somebody. And I feel like maybe it's not the one sometimes that has the, the three-piece suit and, and the carefully manicured hair. But maybe it's the one that, 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 that is just trying to please a crowd and look like something so cool that everybody just, just tunes in because it's so awesome to their flesh. And they hear a message of motivation, but they don't hear about a cross. They don't hear about a, the power of God to set them free. Yes, he loves you, sinner. Yes, he loves you that are bound. Yes, he loves you that, that are, that are, that have made so many bad choices. But listen, he wants to minister to you. Can you imagine a hospital being full of folks that are broken and sick and hurting and, and the doctor's coming in and saying, oh, you'll be all right. You'll be okay. Everything's fine. No, they got to get in there where the blood and guts are and just start Working and helping and mending. And that's what the Holy Ghost will do. But if we start to get kind of shy, kind of get uncomfortable, well, it's not, that's not how I would do it. That's not how I'm used to. Listen to me. I I believe the disciples lived every day thinking, what's he going to do next? Amen. What's he going to do next? I I, I saw him lay hands on somebody who was deaf and dumb, but this time he spat in the mud and made clay and anointed. I I don't know. But I know one thing. Those Pharisees, they're going to be watching. Amen. They're going to be criticizing. They're going to be condemning. Amen. When we, I, I, I fear That because we've come into such an age of technology and so many opportunities are afforded to us. Don't get me wrong. I'm uh, again, I'm not against anything, but but so much now has been kind of managed by techniques that are trying to to get views and to get likes amen, to get attention. And we can justify that and say the more people get are comfortable, more people that's souls. But, you know. Sooner or later, they're going to have to hear about an old rugged cross. Sooner or later, they're going to have to be confronted with that conviction sister was talking about to where, you know what? Wow. 
I need to find my place at an altar. You know, the Bible talks about that tax collector, that publican that came in. And there was a Pharisee praying, and the word is really interesting. We, again, may talk about this later on, turn to it. But that Pharisee was praying, but he's praying really to himself. I am so glad I'm not like others. I'm so glad I'm so much better. I'm so glad that, you know, all that I do for the kingdom of God. And there was just a, a tax collector who was a sinner. He said he, he just smote his chest and God be merciful to me, a sinner. We come in this modern day, the idea of even using the term sin. Amen. Let alone pointing it out and saying, hey, God will save you from that. God will transform your life. God will give you victory over that. Hello, anybody? Oh, look what it says there. They do their works in verse five to be seen of men. Uh, it's, it's a trap sometimes for people. Well, I, uh, I put this online and look at all, all the likes it got. Now I'm going to try to be. You know, we talked about being sensitive to the spirit. I'm going to be sensitive to, to what people really respond to. The comments over here, they really, they, they really, uh, uh, it, it made me feel good. People like what I'm putting out there. And, 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 and this is, this has happened so, so often before there was ever an internet, uh, you know, and, and television ministry began and great, great ministries, uh, uh, of people just building cathedrals and, and, and television kingdoms really and millions of dollars being pumped through. And then you find out. Praise God. All that wasn't so much starchy and 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 judgmental. It was just, oh, everybody's so awesome and great and we love you so much. Keep on giving, keep on giving. You find out the corruption and the filth that's behind the scenes. And can I tell you, nobody would say, well, that's a Pharisee. But, yeah, he said they were hypocrites. The Pharisees were hypocrites. They said one thing, did another thing. They were more interested. So no matter how. You may present yourself if your concern is more about the opinion of people than the opinion of God. You've made a grave error. They love the uppermost rooms at the feast, the chief seats in synagogue, greetings in the markets, and to be called of men, rabbi, rabbi. I... Recently, I know with the political climate and all the things that are going on in, in that, uh, it, it raised up a lot of, uh, of Christians that are, that are really, really concerned about the direction of, uh, of the laws in this land. And, of course, they should be. Amen. But it's been what I've seen. What, did you hear about this one prophet that spoke out about the election? And, you know, I'll, I'll every now and then say, yeah, I'll check it out. You know, my friend. Somebody wants me to look at that and say, wow, okay. Well, they've said prophet and the prophet and prophet so-and-so about 14 times in the first 30 seconds. The Bible says, you know, don't, that's, that's not what this is about. It's not about you and your title. I believe in prophets. I believe in prophecies. But, you know, when you've got everybody chanting, come on, prophesy. And, you know, there's something in me that's just uh, that stomach acid starts to kind of rise up a little bit. Because, you know what, flesh is not going to going to brag in the presence of God. It's got to, it's got to be to the glory of God. And, and when we are more interested in how many people are subscribing to us than really seeing my people who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. 
Oh, you know what? I, I talk about prosperity and I talk about I believe in God blessing you. Don't get me wrong. But you know what? When that just totally gets so much attention that we don't tell people to repent. Hallelujah. Verse 11. Let's just drop down for sake of time. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. Church. It needs to be every one of our desires. God, help me. God starts blessing you and God exalts you. Amen. He'll exalt those that are humble. To God be the glory. Keep looking to lift him up. Amen. The best way you can do that is keep joined together, brothers and sisters, and share in that. I'm praying for you. You're praying for me. This is a teamwork. This isn't me being raised up. This is this is us doing the will of God and all for his glory. The greatest among you shall be your servant. Whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Now, let me say something. I don't want you to think that I'm somehow contradicting myself or unpreaching everything I've just preached. But I do care what people think. I'm not saying don't care what people think. But see, the point of me considering what people think is, do they see Jesus? Does this glorify God? I'm not concerned so much about my personal reputation and what people think about the choices I have made, but I want them, hey, if they don't like it, make sure they don't like it because they're rejecting what God is doing in me or in the church or in his will. It's got to be for God's glory. And we, let's look at ourselves now. I'm not pointing a finger out there. I'm pointing it right at us. Judgment has to begin here in the house of the Lord. We've got to look at ourselves. The best way to do that is ask yourself, hey, am I on Monday? Am I what I am on Sunday? Hello? Do I live for God and walk with God? Amen. In my home? Do I have a church face? (laughs) A church attitude? Amen. Hey, this isn't just a Sunday religion. That's hypocrisy. What's important to me when I'm up around this altar, around these people? Praise God. Would I be embarrassed and ashamed if they came up around me? Praise God at my job or in my home. Amen. When I when I lay my head down at night, when I'm at the dinner table, when I'm doing everything that I need to do, is Jesus still being glorified? Because if I am one thing when everybody's around, and I want to be a blessing, I want to be a strength, I want to be a, an encouragement, I want to edify my brothers and sisters, but impressing you is not on my list. And if I walk out of this house and all of a sudden I, I take off my jacket and off with the, with the jacket also goes all my, my spirituality. My desire to praise God. You know why I come here to worship God? Because God loves it. Because God loves it. I come here to gather together because God's in that. I come to, to, to hear his word and to learn about it because I need that in my walk with God. But I can't just put God in a Sunday box. Because what that is, is worrying more about what people think. Oh, I wouldn't want people to, 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 to think something negative of me if I, if I didn't come to church. Well, what about the rest of your life? Can I tell you one of the biggest hindrances? I felt this about two, two and a half weeks ago. It might have been on a weekend, 
I don't know what service it was in, but I just felt this. It's just presence of God coming into this house. God wanted to do something greater. God wanted to do something, bring something in a little bit stronger. But it's hard to really just yield to God. Some of you just coming into the presence of God, just, just, just so, so naturally, just, I, I know how to just pray and, and love God. And, but you know, when you live your life carnal, just world, just, just like you all, just without Jesus all week long. And then you wonder why it's so hard to feel God and to come into his presence. Your prayers are, are dry and meaningless, really no heart. And just your walk with God throughout the day. You're not just rejoicing in God. See you, I don't care what you do and how you do. You can bring God, you've got all be coming with you. Amen. We bring God to this house. This is a special place because we have dedicated to God, but this isn't just where God lives. Amen. He lives in us and we, we ought to live with him throughout the week. Amen. When you come in and God wants to talk to you, ah, oh, you you know, some people get more tied up in, in just what people look like and what people are maybe wearing or how people came across. And you know what? It's, that's what's going to happen if that's your whole week. Yeah people and their opinions and what they think of you and what you think of them. And then you come to church and what God is doing, what God thinks is the last thing in you. Yeah. Can I tell you something? That's the way the Pharisees were. All right. That's what got Jesus upset. You're more worried about what people say. You're more worried about the praise of men than you are what God's saying. That's just this idea of image. Over substance. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Oh, hallelujah. I want to tell you something here today to be a Pharisee and get everybody excited about just how spiritual they think you are. You've sold yourself short. It doesn't matter. uh, Hallelujah at all. When God's going to bless you and touch you and set you free. It's the greatest thing in your life. Well, I'll tell you this. It is life. It's an abundant life. Matthew 6, the whole chapter, really, we're not going to read it all. But Matthew 6, here in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus starts talking about, about, uh, hallelujah, prayer in verse 5, he begins, when thou prayest, verse 16, and he talks about fasting. Back in verse 1, he talks about giving. Each one of these things, pretty basic Serving God stuff. But look what it says there in verse 1. Take heed, be careful, beware. That you do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Jesus gets down to the very basics of uh, of what we do as Christians. And he says, hey, you give good. that's, That's important. You need to be generous. You need to be a giver, not a taker. That needs to be something that identifies us. We give, we bless it. We, we let the spirit of God flow through us with, with everything that we are and everything that we have. That's, that's who we are. But don't do that to be seen of them. Otherwise you have no reward of your father, which is in heaven. You know, there's a lot of people that kind of get this wrong and they kind of try to be, they, 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 they kind of get sneaky about their giving. No, it's not about just, just, you know, give, but 
don't look for don't look for big rep, rep, recognition. Yeah. I've seen already people want to give a special offering. They want to do it as a presentation in front of the whole church. Oh, God bless you. You got your reward. <laughs> Everybody said, "Ooh, that's just you got ripped off." There's not a lot to that. That's right. So, amen. You just stand there and say, wow, I'll tell you what, they really thought a lot of me. Then you go home to your family, and then you get uh, all that air inflated out of you. <laughs> now you're just a regular guy like everybody else. You got that ooh moment for a little while. Don't do it before men to be seen of men. Right. Look what it says. Uh, to be seen of men, otherwise you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Do you see that? The priorities. Yeah. Pharisee. Amen. Don't, don't try to. Is that your goal? It just doesn't seem like giving if I don't get credit for it. It just doesn't seem right if, if some, you, you don't think God's going to give you credit? You don't think God's going to bless you for that? Yeah, he is, but come on. If somebody else knew just exactly how generous I was, that's a Pharisee. Therefore, when thou doest thy alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee. As the hypocrites do in the synagogues and the streets, that they may have glory of men. I'm telling you, the people I think today that might seem like the last one, somebody would say, well, I think that's a Pharisee. Are their motivations constantly just being published before everybody to be seen of men? Listen, I'm telling you, publishing things, we put our messages online and we're looking at ways to do better with that. But listen, it's, it, it, it better be to, it better not change the message. Right. Amen. Right. There's a big push. We want to bring in as many sinners. So we want to make them feel very comfortable. Can I tell you, Isaiah, the prophet wasn't comfortable in the presence right. of God, yeah. but there was something that didn't kick him out it drew him in i need holiness i need i need salvation i need sanctified god i'm a unclean man and god will heal that so hallelujah the best thing we can have is let god move the best thing we can do is just come into the presence of god and let god shine and don't don't worry so much about people's opinions of you Hallelujah. Let them see Jesus in you. Matthew 5, 6, verse 5. Sorry. When thou prayest. Something that's pretty standard, I hope, as a Christian. I want to pray. Your prayers, praise God, differ when you're around somebody. Amen? Is there more oomph and anointing? Amen. If some preacher is here that's, amen, may have seen you for a while. Right. Maybe some, somebody we've invited, now all of a sudden, I've, what, are you more concerned about them than the presence of God? I know this is kind of getting in there and kind of meddling in. But uh, this is what Jesus wants to know. Are you more concerned with how spiritual you look to somebody than how spiritual? How your walk with God really is. How hard is it for you to just just surrender to God? When we pray, when thou prayest, don't thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. They love to pray standing in the synagogues in the corners of the streets. I don't think he's saying that it's wrong to stand when you pray. Or it's wrong to pray out in the streets. But listen, the rest of it says that they may be seen of men. 
They're praying that way because they like it when people hear them. Now, sometimes you're going to pray and somebody's going to hear you, especially in an atmosphere like this. And that's awesome that you just keep praying and keep loving God. But let your heart be to glorify God. Let your heart be to, to worship him and magnify him that they may be seen of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. A lot of a lot of prayers, a lot of a lot, just a lot of performance. Amen. Matthew six sixteen. For when moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Fasting, we've taught this here recently in the beginning of the year. We had our 40-day prayer and fast chain, and God just blessed us so abundantly through that. We taught on how we, we ought not to. Maybe, maybe it is a little tough for you. Maybe you're, you're feeling it in your, in your spirit or in your flesh. Maybe you're feeling that, that battle going on, but we don't have a, a secret desire to say, yeah, I want somebody to say, wow, how long are you fasting? Yeah. Well, I really didn't want you to ask, but I kind of did. When, 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 our, when our reputation, when people's opinions of how spiritual we are start to dictate, we become like Pharisee. But Paul, in closing, Paul, 1 Corinthians 2, the apostle. This man that God used so incredibly, and what an example he is to the church today. See, it's our desire. So we've said here recently to have a book of Acts church, to see God pour out his spirit in such a way that, that his church glorifies him. Amen? That when people come to the house of God, they experience him. And in his presence, they, there can be victory, there can be ministry, there can be deliverance, there can be healing, there can be love that binds our hearts together and gives us that support and help in, in this world that's, that's got so much trouble in it. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 1, I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or wisdom. It breaks my heart when I think that maybe if we sat down and heard Paul preach, we might say, hmm, I don't think his grammar's very good. Did you notice that? And if, thank God there's somebody else saying, oh, I didn't notice that, but I felt something. I received something. Can I tell you all your prayers without your spirit engaging with God's spirit? All your time in the word, if it's not God's spirit being able to speak into your spirit. Amen. We got to break through that shallow place where we just go through the motions. And when we come to the house of God and go through the, the, the routine rather than let our spirit connect. And when you are connected with the spirit of God, there's a lot of things that really just aren't going to matter. Amen. There's a lot of petty little things that really aren't just going to matter because you are, you're above that. You know, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. 
I thought as a child. I acted like a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. There's just a place where you come and you know what? Just church where you where you just still in the flesh, still uh, worried about people, what they're saying, what they're thinking, what they really meant. Oh, I know what they really meant. All that suspicion, all that paranoia. You get to a place where it's like, oh, wow. That's like uh, being on the playground again. I love being in the presence of God. You just love people. You can see people hurting and see people that are struggling, people that are that are just just have a mess. And you're you're seeing that saying, oh, God, I want to help them. I want to bless them. I want to strengthen them because that's what the kingdom of God is all about. I came not with excellency of speech or wisdom. What? You know, Paul could have done it. Paul was a very learned man. He was no dummy. Read what he wrote. He came up under some of the best education in that day spiritually. But you know what? He said, I count it all like dung to win Christ. I didn't come to you with wisdom declaring the testimony of God. Oh, if I could just say it in a way that just captures people's attention and just transports them into a spiritual realm. Holy Ghost will do that. If you let God work and forget about your reputation. Some of you struggle with, how can I reach my brother? How can I reach my family member, my loved one? How can I be a help? Let God work in you. Don't get caught up in so many things that really don't matter. Can I tell you, if somebody's going to pick you apart, they're going to do it no matter how spiritual you are because they did it to Jesus. But if they're hungry and they're going to come to you and God opens that door, God will work through your weakness. Don't worry about image. Just love people. And let God use you. Look what he says. I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. For I was with you in much in weakness and fear and in much trembling. Paul's going through some things when he was in Corinth and he told them I didn't have a lot to offer as far as image. But he said, my speech, my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. That needs to be our prayer. Yes, sir. God, I want people to see your spirit in me. I want people to see you. I don't want anything to stand in your way of that. I don't want me worrying about what people think about me to stand in the way of that. I just want to let God lead me. Let God work. That's why it's so important we come in here and pray. Lay aside all those weights. Get away, get away from all those distractions. Start getting your spirit linked up with God's spirit. You know, I love the fact somebody came and told me, oh, we're, we've got uh, the radio on where we've got some, I don't know, the, just worshiping God the whole way there, whether it was a CD or an MP3, I don't know. I'm sure it wasn't an 8-track, <laughs> a cassette tape maybe, I don't, probably not. But we just come worshiping God. We come getting there. Hey, you know what? That, uh, that After a while, you know what? That might be hallelujah before you go to bed. You're just praying and talking to God and God's there with you. You know what? We walk with him. Yes, sir. We walk with him. Yes, if you're not walking with him throughout the week and you're coming to church, God bless you. We're glad you're here. But this is it's so important that you take it with you. Yes, you take it with you and you walk in this. You ought to be able to pray and touch heaven. Amen. Ought to be in touch throughout your day. Amen. Just be, ought to be able to, to know how to, how to just walk in his spirit. 
He said, I came to you not with ticing words of man's wisdom, and demonst- but in demonstration of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I thank God for what we're doing here today. I know that it's very important according to the Bible, according to what God said. But it ought not to be the only part of your spiritual walk. How wrong it would be to say, I am a Christian in, in church for a few hours, but when I leave, I'm just doing my thing. Hey, we need to be walking with God. Not concerned about our opinion, the opinion of man, the plight praise of men, to please men, but I want to please God. That's what we are created for, to please him. Let's bow our heads in prayer. I'm going to ask Sister Katie to come. It's time to be honest with ourselves. Lord, I I see what you hated about the Pharisees. I don't want that in my life. I I don't want to be, Lord, a a hypocrite. I want, Lord, to, to walk with you. I want, Lord God, to, to glorify you. That this church, God, would bring honor to you and that our lives would point to you. church the greatest tool that we have for change change in our families change in our community is the light that's shining from you the difference that God has made in you sometimes there's going to be a battle sometimes it's going to difficult because there's going to be people that that criticize and condemn. Going to be people that don't understand, maybe even in your own family. But when you just surrender yourself to God and say, not my will, I don't want to make enemies. I don't want people not to like me, but God, more than anything, I have to I have to be saved. I don't want to do things for to be seen of men. I, I want to do it for your glory. And that's not just once a week. That's not just two, three times a week in church. That's a life that you can't just turn on and turn off. That you walk with Him. Oh, hallelujah. Can I tell you, there's a blessing in this. There's a blessing in in a life that is surrendered to God. There's a peace when you're going through trials. There's a strength knowing you have what your unsaved loved ones need. You have a gift of the power of God in you. Let them see that. Don't you be ashamed of that. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation. Oh, hallelujah. It's in you, child of God. It's in you. Let it shine. Let it shine. Come on, let's find a place to pray. This is my.
If you're struggling this morning and you know, God, I've here for you if you repent. God will take that old life and bury it. God will give you a new life. you're afraid somebody else is going to say about you, you're not going to hear, well done. You'll hear, I never knew you. Because it's just an act. Oh, turn away. Turn away from that and turn to Him with all your heart. There's victory, there's help, there's strength for you. in this day Christians don't need in their lives to be a people pleaser people are are bound by the opinions of those around them God wants to set you free from that so much of this the unhealthy nature of what happens on social media the things that are put out there to just gets people focused on this unreal idea of what their image is and what people accept of them and what they like. God help us. But if there's someone here today 
God's trying to lead you away from being that people pleaser. People that try to pull you down. People that try to keep you from from being everything God wants you to be. God, God's Word its the only real place Jesus really rebukes people. It's the Pharisee that loves the praise of men more than what God's will is for their lives. Oh, hallelujah. I pray God set you free. Let's all stand. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your presence here today. Thank you for your kindness, Lord. Help us, I pray, to leave this house full of your spirit, Lord, shining brightly, just excited about who we are in you, excited about, Lord, loving you and serving you, and that others would see, Lord, your glory in us and draw near to you. We love you so much, Lord. I pray you bless each one now, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless the nursing home service this afternoon, God, and work in that in a great way, Lord, and just hallelujah. Have your way in the service tonight, Lord. We love you. We thank you, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.